all stand this morning at the cross at the cross everyone standing that trio was born at the cracker barrel they walked in one one meal i don't know when it was and they just sat down and they started singing the next thing they said at the end they were standing and clapping for them as they were singing at the table i said well, we're singing about him this morning why don't we just see if we can get a standing ovation for our lord this morning he is worthy this morning at the cross at the cross
that says, and now I am happy all the day. You must have watched TV yesterday. We got too many Tennessee fans in here. Is that what it is? I don't know what it is. But boy, I don't know about you being happy this morning. But we have a place to be this morning that we can be happy. Just a place we can be happy anyway. But let's think about this last verse down there. But drops of grief can ne'er repay. And just put a smile on our face. All right? Don't worry about it. It'll all work out in the end anyway. Tennessee's, you know, they'll come back. Don't worry about it. All right? All together now. But drops of grief can ne'er repay. The Congratulations to Brother Rick and Miss Kathy. They are grandparents now. Jill had a baby this week, so we thank God for that. Amen. Both baby and mom are doing fine. And granddad, we assume, is doing well. Amen. <laughs> All right. If you're here for the first time today, we're especially glad to have you with us. And we want to make sure that you feel welcome. We'd like to have a record of you being with us today. So the way we do that is if you're a first-time guest, we'd like for you to have a seat. And our ushers are going to go down the aisles and make sure all of those who are seated for the first time get one of our visitor's packets. There's a card in there. We'd ask you to fill that out and drop it in the offering plate in just a little while. And that way, if we ever need to help with anything, we have a record of you being here and we know where you're at. All right. Ushers are doing a great job. Amen. Getting all back there and getting everybody squared away. When there's so many people, it's hard to tell who's sitting down, who's standing up, and different things. But we're certainly glad to have everybody here today, especially our first-time guests. It's your turn now to turn around and say hello to some folks, especially make sure those that are seated feel very welcome today.
presence is with us. A couple of things we're supposed to announce, and I left them sitting around the pew. Justified's first recording. Uh, now, the recording is titled, Now is the Time. It's scheduled to be here Sunday, October the 21st. If you would like to get a tape or CD for just $10, you have two weeks left to pre-order them. See one of the guys or Kathy Groves in the lobby after the service this morning or tonight. You can pre-order one of their tapes or CDs. Also, Justified will be in concert at Memorial Auditorium on Friday night, November 2nd, with Legacy 5 and Greater Vision. It's a tremendous opportunity for our fellows um, to minister to the Lord and also as a way to meet folks and everything as they um, seek to do what God wants them to do. Tickets for the concert will also be available in the lobby after the service. We'd like to have as many of our church family as possible to be there to support this ministry of our church. Let me encourage you to support Legacy 5. That's coming up Friday night. November the 2nd with Legacy 5 and Greater Vision. So if you see the guys after the service or Miss Kathy in the lobby. Then uh, BIMI, Baptist International Missions Incorporated, is asking for volunteers to come to their property this next week, sometime during the day between 8.30 and 5.30. They've got uh, 
60 trees that have been infested with pine beetles. If you have some kind of experience in that area and would be available to help them, I've got information that you can give somebody a call and it just wanted to make that announcement. One of our, the uh, best missions corporations and missions uh, places in the, in the country, really. They send out missionaries all over the world and uh, they just sent us a fax this week asking for help with anybody who may have experience in uh, helping get those trees down. All right, um, I want to mention this. How many of you were at Highland Park Wednesday night? Did our choir not do a good job? Amen? Let's give them a hand. Y'all did fantastic. I tell you what, I was proud of them. I was proud to tell everybody I was around, hey, that's the choir where I go to church. And I tell you what, they did a great job and uh, had a good service over there, and we thank God for, uh, for just the opportunity to be over there. Everything's back to regular schedule this week. Our service here on Wednesday night will be at 7. Awana will be here uh, meeting also on Wednesday night. The teenagers will be back having their youth service this week. And uh, Sunday night service tonight will be at 6.30. So everything's back to regular schedule. Faith on Thursday night. We're just having a great time uh, ministering to people, reaching people with the gospel on Thursday nights. So if you would please continue to pray for everything that goes on here at our church. A lot of things happening during the week, and we just thank God for the opportunity to serve him. We're going to ask our ushers to get ready to receive the offering, and then we're going to pray and ask God to bless what comes in today. Had a great time last week with our, the offering that came in. Uh, we had a special offering last week in anticipation of God providing us with a new auditorium, and the total went over 25000 last week. So we thank God for that. Thank you for being sacrificial in your giving. Amen. We're just thrilled to death. Our goal was to have 100000 in our building fund by the end of the year, and we are fast approaching that. Thank you for being faithful. Brother Roy Phipps, if you would please lead us in prayer for the offering.
night No more trouble or strife We will live through the ages By that beautiful tree of life With some glad tomorrow With the sense of sense I'll put on my crown and walk around All over God's promised land Glory I'm gonna see you shout. I'm gonna praise the Lord all day because I finally got there. I'm so glad to see him after what this world is about. But I'll close my crown and buckle that promised land. What a wonderful day! supposed to have on there we go first Thessalonians chapter 4 this morning first Thessalonians chapter 4 I think brother Robert added a new verse to that song a while ago amen didn't matter to me I liked it <laughs> hallelujah 
1 Thessalonians chapter 4 this morning as we look at the Word of God and read what he would have to say to us. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, familiar portion of Scripture, verses 13 through verse number 18. The Bible says there, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. Basically speaking of those who have already passed on before us and are in the Lord's presence. It says, As you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. This morning I'd like to bring a message entitled, Waiting on a Call. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the singing that we've heard. Thank you for the worship that we've been able to give to you. And now as we come to the preaching time, once again, Lord, let us give to you our attention and give to you our worship during this time. I pray that you would fill me with your power. I ask you, Father, that everything that's said and done would be said and done according to your will and right in line with what you want. And we will thank you and praise you for everything that you do. In your name we pray. Amen. While attending Bible college, I was privileged to work in an establishment of fine food. I worked there for a period of time. The restaurant's world-renowned, food enjoyed by many people across the world. Well recognized the world over by its universal symbol, the golden arches. <laughs> As I was working in the drive-thru one day, I glanced out the window and saw someone standing beside the payphone outside. They weren't talking on the phone, they were just standing there. And this was not an unusual sight. Many times people come there and they'd page somebody or do whatever and they'd be waiting, be standing there, you know, uh, by that phone. This time I was struck with the phrase to describe what they were doing. They were simply waiting on a call. God seemed to speak to my heart that day that we as Christians are doing the very same thing. We are waiting on a call. I was reminded of that thought again as we spent time with the Warnick family over the past few weeks. And Terry and I were over there a couple of times a day the last probably eight or ten days, I guess. And as many of you know, she went to be with the Lord this past Tuesday evening had a sweet service on Friday, just rejoicing in the fact that her suffering is over with and she's in the presence of the Lord. After a long physical battle, it was no secret that her time here on earth was short. As Terry and I went to see her over the last two weeks, the thought of waiting on a call came to mind once again because that's exactly what Miss Juanita was doing. The few times that her eyes did open, they were seeing things that were beyond our realm of vision. The time that she was awake, it seemed as if her attention was focused on another world. Once she even raised up off the bed as if she were going somewhere. But her destination was not of this world. She truly was waiting on a call, and that call came from her Lord this past week. And once more I was reminded that I too am still waiting for my own call. That call will come for each of us one day, whether by death or by the return of Christ. If I may today, I would like to focus our attention for a little while on the latter of these two, and that is Christ's return. The return of Christ was a major theme in his teaching while he was here on this earth. 
It is a vital thread woven into the garment of Scripture. Throughout Scripture we see the theme of the return of Christ. It is a definite event. One that will occur suddenly and without warning. However, that event is not something that we should be fearful of today. It is something that we should look forward to with anticipation. It will be the call of Christ for His church. And the characteristics of that call give us reason to anticipate His return. The first of these characteristics that we see in our text here today is that this call or the return of Christ will be a personal call. It will be a personal call. You see, the Bible says in verse 16 that the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. The Lord is not sending to do the job. I'm glad it. The Bible says the Lord Himself is going to descend from heaven. It's, not, it's one that He's reserved for Himself. He is sitting on ready right now by the Father's side, just waiting for God the Father to turn over next to him and say, Son, it's time to go get your bride. And I guarantee you he's sitting on ready, ready to go, and he's going to fly out of heaven. He's going to come and and call for us, and it's going to be a personal call because God himself is going to be the one doing it. This personal appearance carries with it some characteristics also. It will first of all be a visible appearance. It says that he shall descend from heaven. He is not going to hide behind some cloud or come under cover of darkness. It's going to be something that we're going to be able to see. The Bible says in Hebrews 9, 28, Unto them that look for Him shall He appear. And I'm glad to know today that I'm looking for Him. And so that according to that verse, since I'm looking for Him, one of these days I'm going to get to see Him. It's going to be a visible appearance. 1 John 3, 2 reminds us that, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. We are going to see Jesus one day, and I believe that day is fast approaching. I tell you what, with everything going on, I'm, I'm looking, I am listening for the trumpet sound, and I'm looking for the Lord to return at any moment, and I'm glad that I will be going to meet Him. It will be a visible appearance, but it will also be a vocal appearance. The Bible says he's going to come with a shout and with the voice of the archangel. I believe he's going to make his presence known in this world. It will be a sound like no other ever heard. It will be with pomp and with power. And the Bible says that the voice of the archangel, I believe that maybe an innumerable company of angels will accompany him, and one of those will give that shout, which archangel it is, I don't know, but one of them is going to shout, and then it says with the voice of the archangel, and one of, one of those is going to give notice of God's approach, and only those for whom it is intended will recognize it. There are some sounds in this world that I may not recognize. I remember some years ago at a radio station in my hometown, they, they did a, a secret sound contest, and they'd play a sound over the radio. It was a sound that would be something that everybody would, would easily recognize if they were standing there where the sound occurred. But just hearing it over the radio, it was hard to recognize. And they'd spend their time, uh, maybe if somebody didn't get it the first week, they'd, the next week they'd give a hint. And they kept on, you know what, I never could figure out what those secret sounds were. There are some sounds in this world that I may not recognize, but there is coming a sound one day that these ears are going to hear and I'm going to respond to. That is a vocal appearance by the Lord. I will recognize the sound. I've got laying up here on the pulpit, and not everybody can see them, but I've got a few toothpicks laying on this side. I've got a few little nails laying on this side. I've got a magnet here in my hand. And if I take this magnet and put it over here on these toothpicks, 
it doesn't pick anything up. If I take it over here and I put it on these nails, it'll pick them up. Why is that? Because something in those nails recognizes something in this magnet and says, I want to be where that's at. And one of these days, the ones that don't recognize the sound, they're not leaving the ground. But those of us who know the Lord and those of us who have the Holy Spirit inside of us are going to recognize the Holy Spirit in the Lord Jesus Christ is coming and we are going to be lifted off of the ground and lifted out of this world. I'm glad it's going to be a vocal appearance and you and I are going to recognize the sound and I, when I recognize the sound, I'm leaving here. It's going to be a vocal appearance. It's going to be a visible appearance. But thirdly, it's going to be a victorious appearance. It says, and with the trump of God. It is the sound of victory, the blow of a trumpet. It announces that the king has returned in victorious power to reclaim that which is rightfully his. He is not coming this time to be crucified. He is coming to be crowned. He's coming as a victorious king. It will be a victorious appearance. There are many times when the Lord made personal calls in Scripture. He appeared to Joshua before the battle of Jericho and to Gideon before the battle with the Midianites to give them courage as they faced their enemies. He appeared to the woman named Hagar on two different occasions to give her comfort regarding things going on in her life. He made personal calls to both Abraham and Isaac to give them commands. He made a personal call at Calvary to signify that my sin debt was completed. And he has one more call to make, and that will be the call to collect his children to be home with him forever. And it's going to be a personal call. The Lord himself is going to descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. It's going to be visible, vocal, and victorious. What about it today? Are you looking forward to his return? The fact that it will be a personal call gives us reason to anticipate that day. But there is a second characteristic of that call that is revealed in Scripture. And that is it will not only be a personal call, but it will also be a powerful call. It will be a powerful call if you look with me again in verses 16 and 17. It says, And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. This call will have a power greater than this world has ever known. It will be more powerful than a gun, a missile, or a bomb. It will have a force greater than a flood, a tornado, or a hurricane. It will accomplish things that have never been accomplished before. It will truly be a powerful call. The first thing that this call is going to accomplish, and we see in Scripture right here, is that the sleeping are raised. The sleeping are raised. It says that the dead in Christ shall rise first. The death of a believer is looked upon as a type of sleep. It is not soul sleep, as some may suggest, but it is a peaceful rest as Matthew Henry said death does not annihilate the body of the believer it is but a sleep to them it is their undisturbed rest they have retired out of this troublesome world and their souls are in the presence of God and their removal out of this world is into a better one but this call that's coming one day will truly be loud enough to wake the dead during Jesus time on this earth he took some time to interrupt some funerals you remember some of the stories in the Bible you remember the widow of Nain's son? That, that, that lonely widow probably had lost her husband years ago and this son may have very well been the only, only thing she had left as far as family and this son passed away and they're walking along the street headed toward the cemetery and then Jesus stopped by and interrupted the funeral and he spoke and the widow of Nain's son raised up. You remember that, that, that ruler named Jairus who came to Jesus and he said, my daughter is, is sick. He said, would you come to my house and would you help her? I've heard that you can help me and Jesus 
while he was going, the Bible says a, a messenger came and said, your daughter has passed on. Don't trouble the master any further. And Jesus told him, be not afraid, only believe. And the Bible says they got to the place. Jesus put everybody out and he spoke. And this daughter was raised back to life. You see, Jesus did that while he was here on this earth. But one of these days, this call will raise the dead on a much grander scale. They shall be raised up from the dead and awakened out of their sleep. We've, we've been a part of five funerals in the last two weeks. And somewhere or another being there, being with the family, and somewhere or another we've been a part of five. Those and most of those that we know of were saved. But we've put those bodies in the ground. But that will not be the end. Because one of these days there is coming a call that's going to raise those saints who have passed on before us. And they shall be raised. And like I said, awakened out of their sleep. But there's something else this call will do. Not only will it raise the sleeping, but we see secondly that the servants are raptured. That's me and you. It says, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. The word rapture is never mentioned in Scripture by itself, but that word, we get, that we get it from that phrase, caught up. Those of us who are called Christians, saved by the blood of Jesus and servants of God, will overcome the force of gravitation and be lifted from this world. That's the day I become a UFO, amen? I will be an unidentified flying object that day because my feet will leave the ground. Can you imagine the scientists who are checking all their radars at that time and all of a sudden the screens just fill because all of us are leaving here. The servants are raptured. It will be powerful because, a powerful call because it will raise the sleeping. It will be powerful because those of us who are saved and are left on this earth and we've not, we've not died, we've not gone on to be with the Lord already, those of us who are left behind, we're going to be raptured and caught up out of this world. And then we see thirdly that the saints are reunited. It's just caught up together with them in the clouds. The saints who have passed on before us, loved ones who have departed this world in the vessel of death, and those who are raptured out will reunite in the clouds and rejoice over the goodness of the Lord. You say, hey, I've got somebody, a friend of mine who's, who's, who's died. I've got a loved one who's passed on. One of these days you will be reunited with that loved one. One of these days you will be reunited with that friend. One of these days you're going to see them again. It's not the end. You've not seen them for the last time because the Bible says we'll be caught up together with them in the clouds. Thank God. The saints are reunited. That's what makes this call so powerful. It's going to raise the dead. It's going to take us out. And then we're all going to be together, reunited. Yes, the call of the Lord is truly a powerful call. It was the power of that call that caused Moses, as he received his commission before that burning bush, to take off his shoes, realizing he was on holy ground in the presence of God. It was the power of that call that caused young Samuel that night in the temple to say, Here am I, Lord. It was the force of that call that brought Lazarus back to this world after four days in the afterlife. The call of the Lord will truly be a powerful one. We've never heard one like this before. We've never heard anything like this before. You've never heard a sound that's loud enough to bring back to life those who are dead. You've never heard a sound loud enough to take you into the skies. You've never heard a sound loud enough to reunite you with your loved ones who have passed on before you. But one of these days it's coming. It's going to be a powerful call. Are you looking forward to it today?
The power of that call gives us reason to anticipate hearing it. But there's a third reason that we see, and that is it would not only be a personal call and a powerful call, but it would be a precious call. Look what it says, verses 17 and 18. We'll be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. There are times in my life when I've received calls that I would not necessarily consider precious calls. There are times when people um, have maybe uh, given me a call and, and I did not anticipate that call coming. But there's one that's going to be dear to my heart. And that's going to be the call of the Lord for His church. Because I'm going to recognize that call. And it will be precious, first of all, because of an encountered Christ. The Bible says we're going to meet the Lord in the air. We will not only see him as we talked about in the, the first part of this message, but we're going to have a personal encounter with him. You know what? I see everybody in this auditorium this morning, but I, I'm not going to speak to everyone personally because I can't get to everybody. So I'm not going to have a personal encounter with everybody this morning. But it's not going to be that way when the Lord comes back. We're not only going to get to see him, we're going to have a personal encounter with him listening to his voice, looking on his face, finally seeing the one that we've preached about, that we've sung about, that we've prayed to, that we've told others about. Hey, we're going to see him one day. We're going to be in his presence. And encountered Christ, that makes it a precious call to me. But a second reason that we see is not only an encountered Christ, but an eternal communion. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. It will not be just a brief meeting. It's not going to end the next day. It's not going to end the next week. It's not going to end the next month. It's not going to end the next year. It's not going to end the next decade, the next century, even the next millennium. We're going to be with the Lord forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and however long you want to go with it, we're going to be with Him. An eternal communion with God, face to face with Jesus. What a day that's going to be. That communion with Christ makes His call a precious one knowing that we're going to see him, knowing that we're going to meet him. I mean, finally, we're going to come face to face with him. And that makes it precious. And we're going to be with him forever. That makes it precious. And then we see, thirdly, an encouraging comfort. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. The comfort that we gain from his words encourages us that death is not the final chapter for the born-again believer. We do have a hope of a better life in the hereafter, and our eternity will be one of blessed fellowship with other Christians and most of all, with our Savior. As we watch the events of September 11th unfold, surely a great deal of sadness filled our hearts and, and, and all across the nation we felt that. However, we also, and I found myself doing this, rejoicing at the news of each survivor. As, as families came to that scene and, and they, they started looking for their loved ones and many perished, but many survived. And I'll, I'll never forget seeing some of the stories about families searching for their loved ones and finally finding them. Or getting a call from them saying, I'm all right, I'm okay. How precious must it have been for them to get that call? How precious must it have been for them to be, a, they're all worried, they're, they're wondering, what about my loved one? My loved one was supposed to be there, what about them? And all of a sudden they get a call or all of a sudden they find them. And it relieves their worries. How much more precious is it going to be one day for you and I to get a call of our Savior? 
when he returns in glorious power to call us home to be with him. It was precious for those families to get the call saying they're all right. But you know, sometimes we get worried and we get to wondering here on this earth. One of these days, we're going to get a call that's going to erase all of that. It's going to erase all of our worries. It's going to erase all of our questions. It's going to erase all of our doubts. And we're going to see him. A precious call. Are you waiting for a call today? I may start saying that. People ask me how I'm doing. Instead of just giving the normal response, I'm doing all right or I'm doing fine, I'm, I'm waiting on a call. Because it's coming one day. Some of us may receive, may receive that call by way of death. And if that be the case, that's fine too. But one of these days, there's a call coming for his church. It will be a personal call, the Lord himself. It'll be a powerful call. He's going to raise the dead, rapture us out, and reunite us all together. And it's going to be a precious call because we're going to see him face to face. What a day that's going to be. The song says, what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. When I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. When he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land, what a day, what a glorious day that will be. I remember another song that came out several years ago. It was entitled, Recall. The words of the chorus went something like this. And I'm just waiting for a call, a call to come up higher, a call to leave this doom and gloom and join the heavenly choir. I've confirmed my reservation for that great celebration, and now I'm simply waiting, waiting for a call. May that be the heart cry of every believer today. And may the thought of that call cause us as Christians to draw close to him and do all we can so that he will be pleased with us when he does return. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. It was not a long message today but it was a message that had some purpose with it. Number one, it was to encourage us as Christians that there's coming a day when all that we're experiencing down here will be over with and we're going to be with the Lord. Number two, it's a challenge. be ready to meet him or would you be ashamed and thirdly maybe you're here today and if that call happened you wouldn't be in the number because you have never trusted Christ as your Savior and you've you've never been saved if it happened right now you're not sure that you'd go this message had a purpose for you also to let you know you can have peace and you can have assurance that you can go when that call happens. As they begin to play something on the instruments, with those three purposes in mind, let me ask you some questions. How many of you say, Preacher, I'm encouraged today because I'm waiting on a call. Just lift your hand in testimony to the Lord. I'm encouraged today. I'm waiting on a call. Thank you. You can put them down. 
Maybe you're here today and you say, Preacher, I'm a Christian, but I, if it happened right now, I'm, I'd be ashamed. There's some things in my life that I need to get right so that I'll be ready to meet him whenever he comes. Would you slip your hand up? I'll pray for you. Anybody in the building? Preacher, there's some things in my life I need to make sure I get straight. All right. What about this? Are you here today and you don't know that if the call happened, you'd be going? Are you here today and you say, Preacher, I'm not 100% sure that if the call happened right now, I'd be going with the rest of you. Preacher, would you pray for me? I sure will. Would you slip your hand up? I'm not sure. I'm not sure that if I... I'm not sure if the call happened right now, I'd be going with you. Would you slip your hand up? Anybody at all? See a couple up in the balcony. Thank you for your honesty. Let's stand to our feet.